the Nerdy Misfit Podcast with your host, with your host, your host. Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Hope you're having a lovely winter snowy day. It's a Wednesday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, we're recording it on a Tuesday. Anyways, this is the episode that we've talked about coming up for a few weeks. A few weeks. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's finally here. The review of the Marvels. We will no longer push it back. Loki Season 2. Which one do you want to start with? Um, I think we'll s- we can start with the Marvels just because... I mean, like, two episodes of Loki is the same length as the Marvels, so... True. Uh, so, the Marvels. Uh, um, um, going in, I think it's safe to say, if you've listened to some past podcasts recently of uh, Matt and I's uh, Marvel discussions, mm-hmm. wasn't going in with very high expectations. And, no. honestly, I think that helped the film. Um, I didn't read any reviews or anything going into it, but we watched it and honestly, I can, uh, I can say that it was, it was okay. I think it was okay. I think it wasn't bad. It like, wasn't bad. I, it's getting way more hate than it deserves. I a hundred percent agree. It does not deserve all the hate it's getting. I think it is a solid movie. Good length. Mm-hmm. Not too long. I feel like not too short. that's a rarity for Marvel at this yeah. point. Having a movie actually be just, Hey, doesn't need to be longer exactly and and it wasn't it was a nice solid link nice to go to the movies some decent action scenes we'll get into some of the negatives but some yeah, of what are your positives scenes, let's go with the positives quick i thought the cast had really good chemistry mm-hmm. um i think that a lot of the fight choreography was really cool with um once they the three mains obviously spoilers ahead you know for both of these yeah. series um i thought the way they handled kind of like the teleporting spots. Like I thought that fight choreography was really cool. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there wasn't tons going on mm-hmm. in comparison to some films. But um, I think it was okay. You know, it had kind of, yeah. I mean, it had one goal and that, and then they achieved the goal. I feel it kind of, kind of. Cause we still end up with a certain race of aliens once again, <laughs> just screwed over, screwed over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so sorry, scrolls. Oh, it's not easy for them, I guess. But now they live in New Asgard. They live on Earth way. again, or more of them live on Earth. Yeah, but then it, we were trying to figure this: does this take place before Secret Invasion? After Secret Invasion? It has to take place after, Bef- no? Because Nick Fury is mm, still chilling, and then he leaves Earth at the end of Secret But he leaves Earth to go. Yeah, but where was his wife in this whole situation? But he's not on Earth. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, at the end of Secret Invasion, he leaves with that the Skrull woman. And right. Like, yeah. Mm. Let me Google this while you keep talking. She could have been on the ship. Station. What is, what are the, what is that? What is the new team called? The Marvels, <laughs> it doesn't know. The Marvels follow the events of Captain Marvel Ms. Marvel WandaVision, also continuing the story from Secret, Secret Invasion. Continue, see? The trailer suggests the Marvels may take place. The Marvels does indeed take place after Secret Invasion. That doesn't mean that the Marvels had retconned the series by completely uh. ignoring the events of it. 
That's the general consensus. So she could have been on the split on the space station. What's it, what's it called now? Not shield anymore. It's the sword. Saber. Saber. Sword. Oh, it is sword. It's saber in the comics. Right. Sword in the show. Because sword so is maybe uh, she's the, just sen- on the, the sword sentient weapon station. observation in response division. It was nice to finally get some um, more in depth on like the. Oh wait. Saber is also a thing. Strategic aerospace biophysics evil linguistic response. It's a human scrawl aerospace defense system. Okay, well. That okay okay. What what am I thinking of now? I don't know. Anyways, all right, what else? But it was cool to get uh finally some insight into how the light speed of the Marvel Cinematic Universe works, where it's not really light speed, it's just teleporting through Yeah. Hive looking things. <laughs> gaps in space. Yes. But at least they explained it and you're like, okay, I Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a physicist. Sure. Yeah. yeah okay. Whatever. I accept you know, it. Whatever. Accept it. Um things that were not great uh in the film. Oh boy, oh boy, here we go. Well, I don't have a long yeah, true. laundry list. I didn't like how one of the main, uh, I'm not going to say antagonist, but kind of is, is something that happened completely off screen mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel. Yep. Destroying the AI. And mm-hmm. that was something completely just, just never hinted at in any other MCU movie. Never happened in Captain Marvel or any of the shows ever talked about. So I felt like, Probably that could have been an even a end credit scene of something. So I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. That one of the huge issues within this whole movie is revolved around this thing that happened off screen. Yep. Which I mean, we don't have m- much for these characters, so it feels like that could have been done some in something. Um, it was nice to finally see something from a TV show show up in a movie. And I thought it did a pretty good job. Like, not, if you consider yeah. how Ms. Marvel ends, mm-hmm. and we jump right in, basically, to yeah. that point, I think Ms. Marvel's family is fantastic in the movie, Love too. the casting of it. The, the core they're family just of hilarious. Marvel, <laughs> The brother, love the brother. Even, like, the parents, too. Like well, and just how they're, like, reacting with uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, showing up. And the, it's just yeah. great. But yeah, I mean, other than that, the cat was weird. Goose. Yeah. That was a very plot convenient classic. With the hat, the laying of eggs and having enough cats to suck ever the, the swallow everyone into their bag of holding for now. Okay. <laughs> but what about you? Is I, there anything else you want to okay, add? Okay, so I'll things I like. Uh, similar to you, um, choreography I thought was great when they were like switching places and everything like that. Even early on in like the house scene when they're all fighting as different things, like the choreography was good for that. Um, and then later on too when they were switching powers. Um, special effects overall, I'd say were good. There's a couple spotty spots in my opinion. Um, but overall the special effects weren't bad. They were kind of like run of the mill. What do you kind of yeah. expect? Yeah. Um, Story was pretty solid. I don't know. Like you said, I think it was good the way they connected because this was uh, bringing in the Ms. Marvel show and parts of WandaVision together. Yes. And 
indirectly parts of Secret Invasion and because Secret of the Invasion, Skrulls. And introducing a n- whole new character for us in terms of a hero yeah. altogether. Yeah, true. So, so a lot of moving good. parts that came together that actually felt pretty... Fluid, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it felt pretty good. Um, now, things I didn't like. Oh, yeah. So, um, this is so hard for me because people... Okay, so one of the things I didn't like is some of the sound editing, um, sound engineering kind of fell flat for me. Um, as much as I really liked this scene of them fighting in the house, the sound, like there was a music cue that started and then it just stopped abruptly. And like it was just inconsistent for me because like it was like the people that were fighting and then you had the sound of the music playing in the background and then the sounds of them fighting just took over the music and then it was like inconsistent for sound. Is this the sound. equivalent of the Wonder Woman guitar riff for you? Oh, gosh, no. That's a whole separate entity. <laughs> um, So overall, that was good. Things I wished they did more of, and you kind of touched upon this. I feel like I missed a movie. Yeah, like, or something. Yeah, like I feel like a, even a, a short said, film, like a no, fifteen. A cre- after credits, it could work perfectly. It just would. Be like, yeah. What did what did Mar- what did Captain Marvel do? Well, that's what I mean. Like just, we, it's just flashback of like, oh, why is she called the Destroyer or whatever? Yeah, they could have done an episode in in uh, Secret Invasion. Something like that. Yeah, but yeah, that just isn't like that didn't. I didn't like that part because that was the only thing that didn't sit right. That didn't sit right for me. And also I wanted as much as I love the chemistry on screen between characters, I wished we had a little bit more story between Rambo and Captain Marvel. Because yeah, I know they haven't seen each other in like 30 years or whatever. But like to make the ending a little bit more strong, I feel like we should have had a little bit more on screen time with them. Just to make that the ending hit. <laughs> We kind of still bit more. knew how much they meant to each other. Yeah, but again, like they haven't seen each other in like 30 plus years or whatever, right? But I so. do agree. They could have easily added a 10 minute at the beginning of the, honestly, at the be- right at the beginning yeah. of the movie, they could have said X time period, Captain Marvel, and then have her destroy the AI. Exactly. I did enjoy at the beginning of the movie where they did kind of everyone's introduction and then like f- flashed back to it kind yeah. of thing. So they're on the same time. thought that was good. Um, now the post credit scene. <laughs> Which one? There's only one. There was the sound at the end. That's a post-credit sound thing. Um, that was stupid. Um, mid-post-credit scene. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, it was just a confirmation. Really, it wasn't anything crazy special. It was more like, "Yep, that's a mutant, a real mutant." No offense, you know. <laughs> well, it's alternate universe now, right? Well, yeah, but we already know alternate universe exists. Yeah. But but we don't know about specifically X Men level mutants. Yeah, we've started using the term again for Ms. Marvel. Yeah, she's next year, whatever. But now we've actually seen confirmed an X physical mutant. Yeah, which like was an X Men, which was great. I love Kelsey Grammer coming back. I thought that was really good. He looked okay. He looked okay. He looked oh, fine. he looked fine. Looked like, better you know. than like She Hulk. Yeah, that's true. Um, he also looked more beastly. Beast. Like he it felt bigger. like it was like a the '90s cartoon beast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he was yeah. in the the lab coat he and everything was much too. Bigger. Yeah, he was properly formed. Definitely got the teeth and everything. He got the too. idea that he could beat beat some ass. If exactly, he to. if he needed to, but he prefers peace. You know. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. I the whole alternate universe that being uh, what's her face's mom, but that made no sense because that was like that's a a d-list character because i i'm a big x-men fan i had no idea who that was well not just that the, the fact that well, i guess the problem with the universe when this is the thing when we'll talk about time travel too has its yeah. own issues but when you start going to the universes 
how can a character, a person like you, let's say you, mm-hmm. look exactly like you and not be you? But then we look at the Spider-Man. I guess they are different looking Spider-Man, but I don't know. It's just really weird that it's not the same. It would have made more sense to me if it was the same character. Yes. That's... I guess you could theoretically argue, okay, they don't have a daughter in this world, but yeah. not the same name. That's the that's the whole thing. Like, unless you want to do what they did in Flash season two, where they're like adopted or something like that, but then it still doesn't make sense fully. Because uh, yeah. so then is this? Why not just use a different character or throw in Storm or just give us two big X Men? That's what I mean. Just give us something. Could you imagine if Cyclops was just chilling or like even Professor like James McAvoy yeah, or just, someone? It was just weird to see her be like. Mom, mom, and then like, the person has you? like, who the heck are you? And the audience is also wondering, who the heck are you? Because your costume doesn't look familiar. That's also true. They used, like you said, they used the such a D low. list, yeah. Because it was like a weird one-off clone of Jean Grey that became an entity of some sort and became its own thing. I don't know. We, I remember looking at this, and it just made zero sense to me. Yeah, I think it involved the Phoenix, and we were like, okay, well. Yeah, well, classic. Let's just bring in did. the biggest thing of possible. Of course it does. Uh, but overall, yeah, solid movie. I think it's better. We talked about this. It was better some than some other Marvel movies we've seen in the last it was year or so. Yeah, and it doesn't mean it's the greatest Marvel film, but I no, thought it was... I think it's mid-tier. It was entertaining. It's a solid middle. Had some fun parts. Yeah. Obviously, it had its faults. So did so many of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my one last takeaway from this movie before we move on to Loki Season 2 is the fact that, you know me, I'm always trying to... How does this connect to the bigger picture of Marvel and stuff like that, right? And... um. Two things based on that comment. One is the fact that we see Captain Marvel at the end of Shang-Chi talking about how like these 10 rings are like some uh, yes, connection thing. That was thing, definitely a weird part. And like that was that was connected to something, right? So then when we get introduced to these bangles. Doesn't mention anything. And it's another ancient style. Doesn't even bother to talk about. Does it. not even talk about yep. anything connected to that. And I'm like, why? And then we don't know what happened to Ms. Marvel's second bangle. No, it, she... Well, did, yeah, we don't know did, if she did, kept it or not. Did she they take wore it. From it. Her? Yeah, because at the end she's wearing back yeah. to wearing did just Nick one. Did Fury take it? Did Captain Marvel take it? Does she? Is it just a continuity mistake and she should have had it? Yeah, like it makes no sense. Now um, the, the curiosity takeaway from this is the very end where Ms. Marvel recreates the Nick Fury scene, uh, basically. Yeah, we're with Kate we're getting Bishop, this Young Avengers, the Young Avengers team, team which I've been talking about up. this for years. It's cool to see. Obviously, that's a big, like you said, a big impact on the MCU. I think also the explanation of tel- teleportation was something that furthered MCU. Yeah. Seeing Saber slash Shield whatever, or, or Sword, sword whatever Saber, it's called. whatever the heck, yeah. But seeing the actual station and seeing Nick Fury, like that Solid. also is starting, you know, because I'm sure it'll come, it'll come up. Yeah, I just don't know where. Yeah, well, uh, we'll a see. A threat will come. Maybe a giant yeah. cloud with a silver surfer on it. it could be a female. could be a male. And a cloud. And a cloud. Eat Earth. A classic Galactus stuff, you know? Or um, maybe the Fantastic Four go to visit it. Before I forget about this, I know this is not connecting to the Marvels or um, Loki Season 2. We talked about this last episode or the episode before about casting and stuff like that for the Fantastic Four. Did you see who people are speculating is Doctor Doom? Yeah, I sent it to you. Did you Instagram. send it to me? The main dude from Oppenheimer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't Kill- sure if that Killian used- Murphy. I couldn't remember his the name. The main guy from Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah, one of the main guys from Oppenheimer, the guy who was in the Dark Knight trilogy, one of Christopher Nolan's buddies. Yeah. Um, I Kill- think that Kill- Killian Murphy. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd be an interesting cast. I don't know if he'd be the best, but he's got like the look. Yeah, he's he could definitely pull off. I mean, he's pulled off a villain before. Exactly. <laughs> but um. Anyways, I just want to throw I mean, that and you, in. you would you 
would say that Batman Begins is one of the best. Yeah, I, I, I would agree it is the best of so, the trilogy. I mean, but we'll save that for that's another Killian episode. Murphy. That's true. Yeah, um, he's also in that one show that's uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, not Twin Peaks. Peaky Blinders, massive show. Yeah. So, got a big following. Definitely a talented actor. Yeah, phenomenal. Hundred percent. So I think he'd do solid. Anyways, we can move on. <laughs> but yeah. It would be interesting. I mean, the, at the end of the day, Doctor Doom, you throw on a mask. Yeah. Not that, I mean. But it's the onstage presence. Yeah, Victor Von Doom obviously also has that flex that yeah. he always is like. He has his, um, what's it called? His uh, little mansion within the States. His embassy. Yeah. That can't be touched. Exactly. Even though he's doing all this evil crap yeah. because he's the king of whatever place. Yeah, I can't remember the name. But he's always causing mischief. Well, just. Oh, I'm the king. Uh, you know. Look at me. I'm pretentious. I'm the Victor well, you know, Von Doom. You can't touch me. Uh, exactly. Diplomatic immunity. Exactly. That's what he has yeah. in his embassy. I'm from that one place. So. Where my mom was a witch but there. Yeah. But he really Anyways. flexes that out of Dr. Doom. Oh, suit. yeah. The, he'll just be like, can't touch me because diplomatic immunity. I'm hoping they play into that. Which they've never done before. That's what I mean. Right? Like they've never once covered his actual Proper origin. Roots, yeah. His where roots. he's from and that he is. Yeah. Or does become a king quotation. Why am I drawing a blank on where he's from? He's from Laveria. <laughs> Just kidding. That's where Nami went to. Laveria. Is it? Yeah. Is it not? No. There's no way. No. I'm pretty sure it's something like that. Uh, Just press command F. And Laveria. It is? Laveria. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm a genius. <laughs> that's why I was like, no, the dude, that that's the place, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Wow. It was deep in there. Yeah. That noggin. Ah, uh, the capital. Doomstadt. Ah, Doomstadt, my favorite. Doomstadt. The Latveria. Yeah. Well, there you go. And he's the king and he rules it. The ruler. Has diplomatic immunity. But yeah, I mean definitely I think he can hold his own as that. Um I mean, if you've ever seen any parts of uh, Peaky Blinders, he can play a cocky character pretty well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, overall, I think... (laughs) (laughs) Very Doctor Doomy. Yep. Um, But yeah, I thought it builds some of the MCU. Obviously, we've talked about this now, which is what where exactly is the MCU going now that we have all these issues? Obviously, we only have one film coming out this coming year. Yep, Deadpool 3. We do have Disney Plus shows, so then new season What If comes out, which we'll review. Echo starts in January, which we'll discuss later down the road as well. But again, yeah, where is the future of the MCU going? I have no idea at this point. I don't think the MCU does. Marvel doesn't. I know. think a year ago on this podcast, we were discussing potentials of the the Young Avengers, the Dark Avengers, the yeah. uh, no, I don't. multiverse. They have to get good. things back on track, it feels like. And... One I the, think they're one of the biggest on the questions is is the Kang dies like are we still getting Kang? Yeah. If not, throw it out. Garrett it. Bring Doctor Doom in. Make him the big bad. Anyways, speaking of Kang, let's jump into Victor Loki. Did timely. The one who remains. Let's jump into Loki. Loki season two, six episodes. Pretty quick. Um, All different times, relatively speaking. Kind of how Disney does some of their shows, yeah. like. I kind of like it where that's the one thing that some streaming services have taken advantage of. It's like, hey, this episode to tell the story we want to tell within this episode, we only need 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's a 30-minute episode. This one, 
oh, this is going to take 25 minutes, take 25 minute episodes. Relative to the episodes were longer though, weren't they? No, yeah, they were. I just mean in terms of like, this is goes to Disney Plus overall that. Oh, yeah. Not every episode is just this flat. This is how long this episode is. Yeah. 53, 56, <gasps> 44, 50, 51, 48. And obviously that's like credits <laughs> Six wise. Six minutes of credits. Yeah. Usually. Let's uh, let's look at the season. Where are we here? Oh, was that season? Yeah, it's like six minutes. One, it's sorry. usually like six or something minutes of credit. Seven minutes for the end. Of, sorry, that was that was season one. I was looking at the timing. Sorry, season two, 48, 52, 56, 51, 47, and fifty nine. So the season finale, potentially the series finale, um, was just under an hour. Yeah, including, so including credits, but I digress. I guess we'll start with some uh, initial warnings ahead, which is. For me, we've talked about it on the podcast. I think Hiddleston's great actor. Yep. Done a great job with Loki overall. I think his time is done, though. I just... Although, I will say, if you take into consideration from start of his first... From Avengers, or I guess Thor. Yeah, Thor. All the way to now. Mm-hmm. He probably has some of, if not the best, character development. Out of any character in Which the Which is SEO. ironic because Thor was also at the time. He gets broken. He has different issues that ends up. Yeah. Love and Thunder kind of ruins up. Thor, but. But he probably does have some of the best, if not the best, development out of any character. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess you can say he has a redemption story. Um, uh, which I feel like is overdone with a lot of villains. This is like part of like my bias going into the show is I just don't need another anti hero. I don't care for an Avengers villain needing to become a hero in any way. So my only argument towards that is that is accurate to the comics because Loki was a villain and then became an anti-hero and he's kind of been flopping here and there. But that's present. That's pretty present in terms of storytelling for Loki. Is it not in comics? I'd say about like last 15 years or so. Yeah. Which in comics is present still. If it's within the MCU's timeline. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just, I, I just don't need a, especially Avengers level villains. Yeah. You know? Unless, you know, eh, hmm. he's an Avengers level villain. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just thinking of Infamous Iron Man. But I just mean, I just don't need, yeah, I don't need Avengers villains being heroes. Yeah. If you don't want to have them, throw them off to the side for a bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then have them come back badder than ever. Sure. I like that. But I don't need... And it just it's also because it's so outplayed in other forms of media, in manga and anime as well, you know, bringing in a bad guy to a good guy. Like, yeah, it's an overdone thing at this point. Not to take away from the writing was really well done for Loki. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the better written two seasons. Probably the best written MCU show, actually. Well, it's the only MCU that has two seasons, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. But also, I mean, it's also just the best written. Both seasons are written better than pretty yeah, much everything. Yeah, both seasons are pretty solid. I think Moon Knight is one of the up there for decent writing. Decent writing, but, but in terms of an MCU show. Yeah. No, Loki is definitely the best, I'd think. Um, but yeah, so going in, I was feeling whatever. I know like it's a very time travel based show. Um, yeah. Credit to Marvel for at least 
handling time travel differently, then it both handles it differently, but also at the same time uses regular tropes at the same time. Yeah. Because when they're within uh, the timekeeper area, it's one, it's like a flat timeline. It's, it exists almost out of time. Yeah, exactly. Where that is always this like going, there is no back to the future, no hot tub mm-hmm. time machining. There's no, it just exists. It just exists. And this is the set time. Mm-hmm. So it makes it interesting from our point of view. Cause Loki is like us, like we get to see kind of what's going on, but doesn't change anything. Yeah. And then everything outside of it is where regular, what we know is time travel infinite is happening. Amount of timelines, the multiverse. New new branches being created because of other people, other characters messing with timelines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. (sighs) And then obviously in this case, we have a main timeline of like where the timeline always is the same. The sacred timeline. The sacred timeline. Which, which is like we, a halo. Yeah, we've talked about that has been shown in Endgame when they go back in time and Hulk talks to the Ancient One yep. on one of the buildings and she does the physical the physicality of that sacred timeline. We see a physical version of it. And per that's se. like a halo. Yeah. And the reason this is important in terms of the Loki storyline is he who remains is always at the beginning and the end of said halo. He exists. Even when he's killed... He'll be reborn and will then end up at the end again because that is what he wanted. Yeah. That's how he deemed it. That is Kang has always been. So he... He conquers the timeline. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. He conquers the timeline so that at the end he is... The one who remains. The one who remains. Um, So yeah, very interesting. Um, At the end of the day, I think Matt and I have talked about this the last episode, which is... Yeah, we're kind of done with Loki. Um... Also, the way it ended, you could almost realistically put it in a bag, throw it off to the side, and none of the future MCU projects would ever be affected. Be directly affected affected because by it. no one knows. It's 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 both bad and good because it makes it interesting, but also at the same time, people are like, oh, Loki is like the greatest hero of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because without him, there is no MCU. Which it's like, okay, true, technically. I mean. It's true, technically. On a technicality, I guess. It's true. But why? Why have such a kind of like random character be the most yeah. important character in all of the MC? I don't know. Yeah, that's where I kind of fall flat on that aspect too. Um, but yeah, I mean, changing some of the standard of time travel is a... Is both risky but also unique, different. It's nice to see something different instead of just your generic kind of time travel, which Marvel has already done. Yep. <laughs> so, gotta change it up. Of course. Um, I thought obviously like the OST was solid. Yeah, I agree. Special effects for the most part were pretty good. Okay. I'm really getting tired of seeing characters be spaghettied. Yeah. Are you tired of seeing them spaghetti? I like the dust effect. Can I like the, the dust effect dust? was great. <laughs> I, the spaghetti is just a little. Dusted? Yeah. Spaghetti is weird. Just looks. They did the that dusting in, uh, looks so much more realistic looking, even though obviously it's not. This is a comic book sh- yeah. movie. But I don't know. The The effect doesn't even look that. It looks kind of just janky. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, a couple. So I'll put up a couple interesting points that I have written down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, we have Kang setting up a timeline that he figured out based on his own intelligence and yeah. backing of science, which, in the end of the day, had its limits. Loki uses magic, and that is limitless. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, another cool thing is when Loki wanted the throne the least, that's when he got his throne. Yep. And when he wanted friends the most, that's when he had to be alone. Yep. That's both depressing in Loki a way. Loki is Nanny McPhee. When <laughs> you don't need it, <laughs> they'll be there. In his own way, it's depressing yeah. for the character. Um, but it does kind of tie back to how he was originally. In, um, well, I think um, the end, four. as much as this show, like the writing was great or whatever, I didn't really care for the show overall. But the way they wrapped up, hopefully... Loki's story the at the end. As a whole, yeah. I thought it was really well done. I mean, it you have the parallel between what he says to the group is a par- direct parallel to what he says in the first Thor movie to Odin. To Odin when Odin's literally about to basically kick him off the Bifrost. <laughs> I did this for you, Vala. You know. Yeah. For all of us. And then the parallel between yep. that and at the end, realizing that he's actually sacrificing himself. And not just for that. Good reasons. There's the part where Odin says to child Loki and child Thor that only one of you will sit on this throne, but both of you are meant to be kings. Yeah. And, like, it's just... that That's what I mean. Like, the payoff is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, it almost makes the Thor movies look good just that's for, what this, I mean. just for it, this build-up. Yeah. Um, they were all... That's why they were... It was all a Loki story after all. We were focused course. They should be called Loki. <laughs> should have been called the Loki trilogy. Um, uh, yeah, that was, that was beautiful. Um, There's also symbolism for Thor 2, where yep. Thor breaks the... Um, the pathway to save Jane. Yep. Yeah. The and then, and then uh, Loki obviously sacrificing himself to save his friends. Yeah. There's a lot of symbology, I think. Symbology. Symbology. Is that like a Harry Symbolic. Potter class? Symbolic. <laughs> symbolism. Symbol- symbolism. Um, uh, obviously, the biggest one that was both a reference to Thor and will be seen in the MCU, but also. Norse mythology was the, the tree was seeing was it the Yggdrasil tree or something yeah it's called? like ysr yeah the why i think it's y double g it's something yeah. weird yeah I think it's it is Yggdrasil the tree it's the tree of life essentially yeah. that connects the world all, tree the world tree that connects all 10 realms in north mythology and the fact that we see that at the end and loki at the forefront of it just makes it insane yeah it was because that was that was probably one of the most beautiful scenes him walking up the stairs that he created to the throne, the throne that he creates and then creates the tree. I thought that was pretty beautiful. Um, obviously, a reference to his roots. Haha, <laughs> get it? Roots, tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, poor guy is just sitting there now for ever. Is All he eternity. a time god? Creation god? Destroyer God. <laughs> he is the entity of the time stone itself. I have the one thing I wrote down is there's a lot of green now in the MCU. Yeah. So I was I was reading this theory about this. this is one of the things I want to talk about. Is Shang Chi has the green little gemmies. The well, time stone's green. The time stone itself is Loki's green. Loki's magic is green. Yeah. Well, that's also Loki's color scheme is just green. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what uh what I was I was watching this theory about how because the Infinity Stones don't exist anymore in mm-hmm. a way. 
um, the essence of those have found people to become like the new physical entity or hosts. Oh. And I know this sounds weird, but to- Loki, it would be the entity of time. Well, now, yeah. Which makes perfect sense. Where Wanda would be the reality stone. Okay, yeah. Because she's sense. able to change reality itself, and all of her color scream is like that crimson dark red. So there's a theory going around that we'll see like other entity versions of the six stones. And then Thanos will come back. And he's just exists because he's we the just purple watch boy. Just watch Thanos do it again. He's the purple boy. <laughs> but I don't know. I think that theory is interesting. I don't know if that will play out or if that's just Marvel from a production standpoint, just being like, yeah, time in our minds will always be green. Reality smashing will always be red. Yeah. You know? So I'm curious how that will play out. Uh, yeah, overall, I mean... It had to be one of the better, if not, in terms of MCU, mm-hmm. definitely the best finale. Yep. But I feel like it's up there for a lot of finales for a show in general. It was very well as done. As long as we don't get a season three, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's I right. think that's the easiest way. Because if we get a season three... Then, yeah, whatever. Then it just ruins it. Yeah. Um. But I will say the earlier, some of the earlier parts of the season were... Slow. Tougher to get through. Yep. A little bit dra- dragged on a bit. What are your thoughts on Miss Minutes? I don't care at all. Yeah, right. I've, the only downfall of this season, in my opinion, is that felt like the villain flopped and we just kind of lost a villain halfway through. Yeah. In my opinion, because like the first couple episodes was like, oh my gosh, Miss Minutes and what's her face? Oh my God, they're going through the timelines or whatever, right? We need to go stop them, la da da. And then like episode three happens, they're like, oh cool, you're in the 1900s. Cool. Oh hey, just come back to the TVA with us. No, you don't want to? Okay, you're going to do your own thing. Okay. Cool. We're just going to kick you through a portal at the end of episode three. Yeah. And then you're like, so what we threw, who's the villain now? Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like it felt kind of like, I feel like it felt almost weird where like the first three episodes were one story and the second three episodes were a second story. Yeah. Because like, I think it was episode four. We see her and she's like at the end of time and Miss Vanessa's like, Oh, he is a secret, but you're going to be angry about it. He loved you and then erased your memories. Essentially, he did this all for you. And then, it I mean, the payoff is that she ends up going back to the end of time. And then she gets that weird purple cloud thing that's in Loki season one. But I don't know. Her character, the villain eh. just kind of fell flat, in my opinion. Uh, Ms. Minutes obviously comes back at the end. And they're like, eh, she might, she might mess up stuff again, but it's fine or whatever. Obi, though. Loved Obi. I love that actor. Yeah. He's a solid actor. He's in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, that's what he's from. Yeah. He's also the little young boy from the Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He won an Oscar, right? Yeah. He, like, sees Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great emotional moment in real life. Yeah. Um, So two things I want to talk about um, is they briefly mention Ant-Man in the movie at at the end of the show. Um, it's Mobius is talking to the one person. She's like, oh, did you get all the files of the, the different variants of Kangs? And he's like, yeah, there was one in uh, Earth 616, but uh, I guess someone dealt with that, so it's fine. Is the MCU 616? I think that's what they're getting at. I thought it was I a different number. I thought it was a number. different universe. I thought so too, but I'm like 95% sure Mobius says 616 at the end. But I mean, I'm okay don't with quote me on that. Being six one six, but then the whole multiverse of bringing different comics into the MCU. Yeah, and then that just becomes. This is actually, actually, I'm meant to bring this up to you. Mm-hmm. The MCU, I guess theoretically, can be six one six, but it should almost be called like six one six alpha or six one two or yeah, something. Because technically, if you start bringing in other 
let's just say simple universe, like the ultimate universe. You bring in the, the OG ultimate universe into the MCU. But if you're bringing it into the MCU and the MCU is a different universe, you're causing different, or if six one it is 616, then you're causing different issues because 616 has different continuity. Yeah. The real because six one six has the if people don't know is the Marvel main, Comics yeah. main continuity. Where I think line. Ultimate Time Ultimate was like six one six one oh or something like that. But he calls know. it uh six one six adjacent realm. Ah, see that so works then. That's, adjacent yeah, realm. Yeah, the adjacent to the main universe of comics. Perfect. Okay. It's a good cool. workaround. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like this is the main continuity of movie version of Marvel. Yeah. I like it. Smart. Safe to smart. That is a safe, safe way. Okay, they thought safe about fine it. Fine line there. They thought about it. See, this is what I mean. The writing yeah. was on point yeah. for Loki. Why isn't it this detailed <laughs> for other things? Where are the two Bengals? <laughs> no one knows. Are you telling me there's not a single editor who was like, "Hey, where's the other bangle?" Isn't this chick supposed to have two bangles? <laughs> Maybe she was scared. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite scenes was actually in the finale with um. Loki and Kang, where he keeps trying to st- uh, to stop uh, Sylvie. Yeah, from killing him at the end there. Yeah. At the end of the timeline. And when Kang finally, when he's like, he's like, what are you going to do? You just take it? You don't want to defend yourself or anything? And then he finally like stops time and just, then him and Loki are just chatting. Yeah, it's a solid moment. I do enjoy Loki getting his horns back. Yeah, it was cool. Again, plant payoff from Thor 1, I guess. And, yeah, you know, yeah, that's fair. Um. Anything else? Um, let me let me check my list. I got one thing I want to share. But. Uh, I wrote down we are talking about lots of green through the, yep. the MCU now. Um, obviously the new sacred timeline has multiple branches instead of the pruning that Adjacent Kang was realms. doing. Yeah. Uh, Odin was right about Thor and Loki, both yep. being kings. Got that. Uh, throwback. Yeah, we talked about that for you and for all of us. Uh, yeah nope that covers pretty much all the cool the hilarious part is most of my notes are actually just about the finale that's what i mean the finale was solid rest of the show kind of i mean victor time it did build up to it a bit i I wasn't a big fan i found the time slipping stuff to be kind of annoying (laughs) at least it wasn't spaghetti but uh he eventually he learned it and just becomes like came a master of pretty much the most powerful marvel character period yeah um you know, I'm a fan of theories and stuff like that. So I'll share one theory and I'm curious your opinion on it. Uh, Mobius is a variant of Odin. A variant of Odin? Yeah. That's interesting. Because a lot of people are talking about his the two kids and how Didn't one of them was wearing kids? green. He only had two kids. The two sons. One of them was wearing um, green and one of them I didn't was wearing what they were red. Wearing. And like even their bikes had the same color schemes. One of them was like super nice. And one of them was causing mischief. Exactly. And he had to get the other one to exactly ah. there was like people were like and that's why like loki had such good communication it could have also just with been symbolism could like, just be symbolism as well like, symbol i cannot say that word today <laughs> it just could have been yeah referencing yeah. kind of the but i kind of like that idea it's a cool idea i think you know it's an interesting theory it could make sense i mean even with sylvie at the end like you can see there's like a weird where was their sister where was the third child that we don't talk about <laughs> breaking hammers probably Ugh, the worst. Um, it's an but yeah, because even like she, he even talks about how the mother's like the wife's gone now. Oh, true. Like there's a lot of like just brief like connections and everything. Definitely, like that. even if it isn't an exact 
obviously that's the goal that they were trying yeah. to portray, right? You know, Marvel loves getting to people theorizing and stuff like that, right? So, but yeah, overall, the the show doesn't create. Like you said, there there should not be a season three. There is no, mm-hmm. what now? Because that is that is what it's now. done. Loki's um, at the end of outside of time, living on his throne. I guess the only way I can see us seeing Loki is if some character in the main continuity messes with time to go to somehow gets yeah. to the end of time somehow. That's that's the only way we would yeah. see. Well, I mean, they do hint about the concept of secret wars because Kang and Loki talk about how if he doesn't, it always do ends in a war. Yeah, of a multiverse style. But war. his, I thought his war was referencing the Kang. It could be either or, but they because now the issues with Kang, they could easily twist that into proper secret, secret wars. wars. Yeah. I just assumed that he was talking obviously about the infinite amount of Kangs, the infinite variants of Kangs yeah. being, they'll come. And, yeah, they'll yeah. come. They're coming. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. For now, this doesn't really help overall of the MCU. Was it solid by itself absolutely. overall? Yeah, yes. It was great. And great for the character. Great. A great good send finale. Off. Fantastic send off yeah. for Tom Hiddleston, who has been just an Since absolute champ throughout 23, the MCU. 13 years he would have been Loki, I think. Cause and he originally went for Thor. Yeah. Fun fact. If you Which didn't is know, weird. He actually originally was trying to become Thor. Now he ended off better than the Thor character. No offense. Well,. The the one thing is we could still get another Thor. Could. We could. And we know that Chris Hemsworth wants a more serious As long as Taika Waititi doesn't come back, yeah. which I don't blame him because Taika Waititi didn't want to do a fourth film. I feel like he probably enjoyed the third the third one. Well, there's literally an interview of Taika Waititi when they're talking about Thor Love and Thunder and he yeah, goes we've talked about this. He used yeah. all his ideas. Yeah. I just mean like in terms of I feel like if you're been a character for such a long time, you kind of you get that sense of like I know what this character mm-hmm. is, or like I've part of this character now. I know what he would yep. want or what he's like. And then the director goes, and actually, I yeah, I don't think he had the biggest issue with three because mm-hmm. Thor was going through so so much. Yeah, I agree. And then the yeah, F four just. I also can't help but think about like comedy. when you're referring to. <laughs> When you say, like, oh, the actress played that character for so long, he should know the character, everything like that. I think of that interview with Mark Hamill when talking about The oh, Last when Jedi. He, and he's like, that's maybe what your Luke does, but that's not what my yeah, Luke does. That's the first thing that came to mind. Because that is 100% true. That's savage, Bob. The, savage but I, I respect Mark Hamill for it, but though. But it's also, it's also, not, it's like savage in a somewhat respectful way where he yeah. still played the role. Still did his character. He was still a professional. Exactly. He's like, look. This is not my Luke Skywalker. It can be your Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, like I'm gonna do it, but this is not what my Luke Skywalker exactly. would do. Which, like, like you said, it's savage, but like a respectful version. Yeah, like, like you're yeah. wrong, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Do it for the fans. But if this is what you want. I'll do it. Yeah, but just know, <laughs> just incorrect. This is wrong. <laughs> wrong. Which is also what seems like a lot of issues that happened on The Witcher. Yep. That's sounds why like Henry Cavill's not there yeah, anymore. It sounded like he was starting to have some. Pretty big dis- creative differences. And the other issue is he is so big into the books and the games. He knows his lore. That he, what a pain in the arse having him must be when it comes to bringing him on as like a nerdy thing because yeah. man is passionate about his uh, nerdy content. I agree. And he, uh, yeah, he probably spoke his mind too much, and obviously he wanted a bigger role in terms of, I think he wanted to be involved in producing or production and yeah. And I don't blame him because he loved he loves this series so much. So 
just it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, really. I don't know if you've watched The Witcher. I have, I have not and yet. He's, no. He was fantastic. I've seen clips, and I think he's done really well done John. So it's just sad um, when character when people have played characters for so long, and they you almost should be asking them. Yeah, they don't have to have so much power, but it doesn't hurt to have their input. Exactly. Like, hey, what do you like? How do you think this character? How do you think yeah. Thor would react to this? Which is funny because from Dave Filoni, like you've seen, I don't know if you've seen interviews of people playing like voicing certain animated characters, like the dude that's been voicing Darth Maul for Clone Wars and Partial Rebels and stuff like that. Like he talks about too, he goes, no, like I don't think Maul would say this. Like Maul would say it in this way instead. And Filoni's like, yeah, you're right. He would. But Dave Filoni's like a separate entity though. <laughs> Actually, I've uh, been watching, rewatching Friends and I just got past the episodes that Dave Filoni's in. Nice. Where he's uh, dating Monica. Yeah. And he's like a rich software creator. Here he is now. <laughs> he's also much skinnier. It's true. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally <laughs> forgot that he's young Filoni. Yeah. But anyways, anything you want to. We'll obviously uh, uh, be throwing these into a tier list yeah. in the near future. At, at so. the end of the day, the issue for me is that you can strictly take this out, and it both gives it a good thing and a bad thing. You can strictly take it out, and it has literally no impact on future MCU stuff. That we know of. That we know of yet. That's a negative in terms of if you've ever seen anything of how me and Matt look at the MCU as a whole. And uh, I think it was a great show, though. I agree. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly, two decent Marvel things. Yeah, I know. If you haven't seen the Marvels, I highly recommend that you actually give it a shot. You'll be pleasantly surprised, I think. If you liked Ms. Marvel. And I don't think Captain some of those Marvel, actors deserve the hate that they're getting. Well, the it's basically the biggest flop of the MCU. And I don't think that this movie deserves that. No, I agree. I think there's a lot of other ones that are a lot worse. I don't. The problem is the star power in terms of. It's not the equivalent. Let's look at Iron Man 3. Not a great film, mm-hmm. but you're going to go see it because, one, it's Iron Man and yep. Robert Downey Jr. Yep. That alone is going to bring people. It doesn't have that same star power of bringing Agreed. people to it. And I think you guys should give it a shot, and you'll be p- probably pretty surprised that that is actually pretty decent. Heck yeah. And uh, Loki, if you like time travel, you like Tom Hiddleston, you like Loki, you'll really like it. And uh, overall, if you actually want to see a good MCU show, like actually good, uh, Ms. Marvel was decent. We talked about it uh, mm-hmm. in our Ms. Marvel review. It was decent. Yeah. But a lot of the other Marvel shows are kind of really meh. They're very meh. Yeah. They're not like garbage. No, but, but like um, I recently had a talk with someone about uh, the the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And they're like, you can literally replace those two, say it's not in the MCU, with, and just put two like buddy yeah. cops and it. It just is it's so a buddy g- cop. It's so story. generic that yeah. like, and I'm like. That's a good take. That's yep. you're not wrong. The only the only issue the only important thing is that is the very end, which we'll probably talk about when the movie comes. Is out. Is that Marvel being safe when they do stuff for some 100%. of those MCU shows, being like, hey, yeah, like this thing at the very end or this one thing in this six to nine episode show is actually what she Hulk at the end. By the way, Hulk's here. Hulk has a son. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. By the way, he's Captain America now. By the way, Ms. Marvel at the very end, she defeated the villain. By the way, she's a mutant now. Loki, t- uh, Loki season two. By the way, he's now essentially a time god living and existing at the end and outside of time at the time, exact same time. Keeping time intact. He's now basically. the keeper of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
So it is probably <laughs> the best Marvel show to date. Yes, I would agree. So definitely check it out. It's actually pretty short. Six episodes. Relatively speaking, too. Especially, I mean, there's two seasons, but it's still shorter than some sh- a lot of shows. Yeah. But yeah, pl- surprising that we actually enjoyed both things. Oh, surprised. I mean, both had. Which means the next ones will be bad. Woohoo! Woohoo! Echo, what ifs? What ifs are what? usually not bad, but depends on what they cover. Yeah, they seem... Have you seen the trailer for it all? No, no I haven't seen anything okay. going into it for the what new ifs. what ifs. They come out... Uh, for those, It comes out on December 22nd, and they're doing one episode release a day until the 31st, I believe. Nice. So right. we'll see how that works. We'll see. And, yeah, yeah, anyways. Everyone have a great day. And we'll see you next week. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. TNMP. The Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week.